everybody. Welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. This is Jay Seculo and... Jordan Seculo's uh, here as well. Uh, we are subbing in for our good friend Sean Hannity, and we've got a jam-packed program. Of course, we are the heads of the American Center for Law and Justice. You know our work, of course, and the privilege that we had in representing the 45th President of the United States through a number of legal issues, which have now multiplied. But this president is the... Jordan, you said it the other day. He's the toughest guy I know. Exactly right. I mean, four criminal indictments and still campaigning, running across the country on behalf of Americans. Not someone that has to do it, but someone who wants to do it for our country. Mr. President, it is a privilege and an honor to have you on Sean's broadcast, and especially for me as uh, someone that served as your lawyer uh, as for so many years. And cons- I still consider myself emeritus uh, in, in this situation I have never seen, Jordan said this, Mr. President, it's the truth, so much coming at, you know, I thought during the four years you were in when we had to handle the Russia hoax and the Mueller nonsense and and the Ukraine and all of the nonsense that we dealt with, and then you are now running again for president, you're leading the Republican nomination by light years at this point, and now we see the entire wheel of justice in a two-tiered justice system focusing like a laser beam. I'm going to dissect all of that, what that means in a moment. But the tenacity that you've had to stand for with this and still press forward is, frankly, Mr. President, again, amazing. Well, they're only coming after because, number one, I'm running, and number two, I'm leading by a lot, including Biden. We just had a poll come out. We're leading him by 10 points in one poll, which who wouldn't lead him? I think a child would be leading him. He's so bad. He's the worst president we've ever had. He's the most corrupt president. And, you know, when you mentioned the four indictments, they're, they're Biden indictments. They're not indictments. They're Biden indictments. That's my opponent, my political opponent, set those indictments up. That's not like a third party indicting something, somebody for doing something wrong. These are Biden indictments. There's never been anything like it. It's a third world banana republic. Uh, that's what we've been reduced to with, between the open borders and the crooked elections. So, uh, you know, I always say to people, "Don't these aren't indictments. These are Biden indictments. They set it up. Uh, and beyond that, you have the district attorney who's totally controlled in New York, who's totally controlled by the DOJ, which is the Biden's group. And you have in uh, Florida, you have, a, you have a district attorney who is totally controlled again by Biden's group. These are all Biden. So it's like many... Uh, indictments and you know the word at the wharton school of finance i never studied indictment but i got a lot of them quickly but these are done by the political opponent these aren't legitimate indictments first of all we are operating like a third world country and i I could take it to two levels on that number one they've criminalized the practice of law because a lot of people that have been indicted here were lawyers representing clients including you that presented legal positions and for that they find themselves you know, criminally charged. We don't do that in the United States, or we used to not do that. And then, of course, so they've criminalized the practice of law, and then they've weaponized the Department of Justice. And let me give a for instance, Mr. President, something you can relate to, something I can relate to. So we find out that Jack Smith, the so-called special counsel, comes and has his number two, Jay Bratt, go over to the Biden White House Counsel's office to meet and confer about these uh, indictments on you. Now, could you imagine what the media would have been saying if we were doing that when, when I was representing you and, and the other lawyers that we had representing you and we're meeting with the Department of Justice in, in that kind of context? It would have never happened. We wouldn't have done it. But they did it without apology. They did it, and they did much worse than that. They also offered judgeships to 
lawyers representing clients. Can you imagine that? If you'll say something bad about Donald Trump, they offered a judgeship to a very respected lawyer, highly respected, and he was incensed when he heard it. Uh, if his client would uh, go and say negative things, anything negative about Donald Trump, how about that one? And that's Jay Bratt that did that. It's a disgrace what's going on. Our country is is going to hell. We're like a failing nation. We are truly a failing nation. And we're going to get it straight now, Jay. That's why I do this. But if I weren't running or if I was in last place or third place or any place, frankly, other than where I am, we're beating Biden by a lot. And we have to because otherwise our country doesn't have a chance. Well, Mr. President, for me, this is Jordan. You know, I've got young kids, and that's why this election cycle is so important to me, because these last four years, I can't take another four more years like that, or if this becomes the political norm. And I know that we need someone who will go back to Washington and take the fight to Washington. You've paid the price already. You're paying the price even outside of office for taking the fight to Washington. But I know for my kids' sake and my family's sake, we have to have someone with your experience, with your background, that is going to get back in there and continue to drain that swamp. We know they're going to come back and fight like with alligators and crocodiles and whatever else you find in a swamp, but I know if we got another round at it, we could get it done. Well, just think of it. I mean, uh, you were there, and you guys fought, and Jordan is brilliant and uh, happens to be your son, and you're right. And he's also a lot taller than you, which is a very interesting situation. I look at Jordan. How tall are you, Jordan, by the way? About 6'3". Yeah, because Jay's slightly... And his mother's genes, Mr. President. Let me just put it that way. No, no, I'm very impressed. Okay, but he's got he's got that good brain, and uh, you guys did a great job. You know, uh, we have no choice but to turn it around. When you, you... Your father was very much involved, and you were less so, but uh, helped, Jordan, uh, having to do with the perfect phone call. I call it the perfect phone call. Well, now with time, it's even more perfect, because I was right, 100%. I said, any information on corruption, please call the Attorney General of the United States. It turned out to be that they were totally corrupt. And it had to do with Hunter Biden. It had to do with the whole mess that now is blown up all over Washington. And even the fake news media, which doesn't want to report it, they're even starting to report it because it's so bad. But you were involved in that, Jay. And who would have thought it would have turned out to be this bad? You know what? I, 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 it's horrifying in the sense of where we are as a country that political opponents and that's what this is such a this is obviously political show trials that's what these are and i i go back to the i go back to the beginning days mr president when and we were in the oval office and in the very beginning and we were talking about the fisa court and they were changing letters that they were submitting uh lawyers were changing words of emails in order to get fisa warrants I and mean, it just compounded and compounded and then we found out that recently that the head of counterintelligence that was actually on Mueller's team one of the ones on Mueller's team has ended up pleading guilty to being in collusion if we want to use their words with a Russian oligarch while he was investigating you this is what's so absurd about where it's coming now they put it on hyperdrive because they're willing to take out or try to it's not going to work to take out the leading Republican candidate and then yeah. also penalize the lawyers so that lawyers become afraid to represent their client. That's very dangerous for America. But think of that for your audience. The head of the FBI, one of the top people who was in charge of the investigation of President Trump, turned out that he was involved with Russia. Okay? He was in charge of the Russian investigation, and he turned out that he was involved with 
Russia. And now he was just, uh, I'm actually surprised they did anything about it. But they are going after him. That's almost too corrupt even for them to believe. But you know what? There's nothing too corrupt because these are the most corrupt people in the history of our country. So when people say, does it bother you? I say, listen, these are Biden administration indictments. And now I say to you, if, if they're allowed to do this, if I should win the election, am I allowed to say, oh, gee, somebody's going to be running against me. Let me damage him permanently. Let's indict him for something, because you can indict people for anything. Let's indict him for something. Let me indict my political opponent to knock the hell out of him so that he won't be able to run. The difference is I have a very big platform, and I'm able to get the word out and explain just like we're explaining it now. But can you imagine if, if in a couple of years I see somebody who's gaining a little strength, and I say, let's indict him to put him back where he belongs, because that's exactly what they're doing. And it's never happened in this country before. It's happened in other countries, but they're banana republics. You know, Mr. President, you're the only person I've met and dealt with that I can imagine could even go through the four indictments and yet continue on the campaign trail the way you have, talking about America, not just focusing on the indictments. And again, being able to compartmentalize all of that, uh, because I think it was a kill shot and they missed. They thought, maybe we can get this guy to drop out. But you were willing to continue to drain the swamp at all costs. You were willing to go back through the campaign process again at all costs to get back to the White House to do what's best for the country. Someone who doesn't have to get this job, doesn't need this job, but wants this job to help the American people who right now are struggling. And again, I point back to my kids, are looking at a future that's pretty bleak. It is pretty bleak when you look at what's going on, when you look at energy costs and you look at that horrible withdrawal, the way they withdrew, because I was withdrawing too, but we were doing it with dignity and strength from Afghanistan. When you look at Russia going into Ukraine, there was no reason. So we're up to $225 billion and Europe is at $20 billion. And think of that. We're at, we're at 225, Europe's at 20. Here we go again. That was like NATO when they were... We were paying the cost, almost the full cost of data. It's so crazy. We have people that they truly don't know what they're doing. They're destroying our country. But I'm doing this because, and you've seen it happen, and I did it. Actually, I did it twice. I did it pre-COVID. We had the greatest country economically and in every other way ever just prior to COVID. And then I had to do it again. I did it the second time. But what we're going to do is make America great again, and we can do it, and we will do it, and we'll do it fast. Very fast. You know, Mr. President, I had you know I had the privilege, Jordan, I had up the American Center for Law and Justice, and we had a pastor that was in jail during the Obama administration, uh, Andrew Brunson, and I got to witness firsthand your very tough negotiation with a very tough guy, and that was President Erdogan of Turkey. And I want to remind people of the fact that we had these Americans that were hostages and that you got them released and we held these governments accountable. I've never seen anything like it, the way in which you negotiated quickly for a resolution. You didn't put money on the table. You just got them out. Gee, I got 58 out, 58 hostages out. By the way, some from North Korea, as you know. One, unfortunately, was very badly, badly hurt when he came out. He was badly, barely alive, as you know. It's a very sad case. But I got the four hostages out from North Korea. Uh, but we got 58 total. Pastor Brunson, a wonderful guy, they said he was uh, espionage, he was a spy, right. and all there he was helping people over there. He was a quality guy, great guy, I hope 
you if you speak to him, give him my regards. But I was honored. But I was told that you couldn't do it, that you had to go through a court system. I called President Erdogan, and uh, we got him out. I said, President, you got to let Remember that call? That was some phone call. That was a great phone call. That should go down in the annals of presidential history. Uh, you said you were going to make him the most famous pastor since Billy Graham. I'll never forget that line. And boy, oh, three days later, he's on a flight back to the United States. Mr. President, again, thank you for being on with us. Uh, you know that on the legal issues, we're looking at every single one of them. It's a two-tiered legal system. This idea that they're trying to bring a trial the day before Super Tuesday just shows you how political it is. And we're thinking of every constitutional motion to bring. But thank you for taking time for being with us. Thank you both very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Folks, again, uh, that was President Trump, and we will be right back with a lot more information. This was, by the way, we just this just happened just a few minutes before we went on air, so we were uh, glad about, it was about fifteen through. minutes. Yeah, about fifteen minutes before we went on air. So, uh, folks, we're taking a break. We're coming back. We got jo- our friend John Solomon coming up. Remember, Jordan and I head up the American Center for Law and Justice. You get information there at aclj.org. We're going to go take a break. When we come back, more with John Solomon. Back with more in a moment. 